Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, a podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics and talks about issues related to tax news. I'm your host, Omid Farouzi, Professor of Practice and Director of the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic at Temple Law School. Hi, everyone. So I come to you today with some exciting news, which is that I'm starting a new full-time job as a Professor of Practice and director of the low-income taxpayer clinic at the Temple University Beasley School of Law. I am very, very excited for this opportunity. It is a major honor. I am very humbled about it, and I am so grateful to the Temple Law community, to Dean Rebache, to Professor Alice Abreu, who encouraged me here, and to so many mentors, friends, and colleagues, and family who are supporting me in this endeavor and of course as always I'm most especially grateful to my wife Erin Agnew who is an amazing person a wonderful partner a Temple Law alum herself and somebody who I absolutely could not have gotten here without her support and encouragement and love and I love you so much I also of course want to thank my parents for supporting me for making it possible that I would even arrive at this space. And of course, they are also very proud and have provided me with so much good resource and advice throughout the years. And I love you guys. And it's just an amazing, amazing piece of news that I am here to share with you all as well. So... This opportunity means that I think I'll actually have more time to devote to this podcast because it's important that we do some advocacy and outreach and education and really explore topics that tax practitioners are interested in and and teach folks about the issues that we're dealing with. And I think it would be a good resource for law students as well, including the students that I'll be supervising. On that note, my job will entail, of course, supervising law students who will be handling much of the caseload every semester in our tax clinic, and hopefully also supervising law students who will be interns during the summer summer seasons as well. And I'll be teaching a seminar class at least once a week associated with the clinic where we will go over tax procedure and administration, IRS policies and tax policy and tax laws, and discuss the cases that the students are handling. I expect to also have a good sizable caseload of my own at Temple Law as I really enjoy doing direct representation and working with clients one-on-one directly myself. Another exciting thing about this opportunity is that it means I'll be able to help people who live not just in Philadelphia but in other areas across the eastern side of the state. Uh, So, for example, I'm originally from the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton area of Pennsylvania, specifically Trucksville in Luzerne County, and Temple Law's tax clinic coverage area extends up into that area in northeastern Pennsylvania in Luzerne and Lackawanna counties. And I'm excited to be able to work with clients from that area as well and to do outreach and education up there and to work with colleagues and partners there as well. Uh, to reach those folks, including potentially working with Congressman Matt Cartwright's district office up there in northeastern Pennsylvania to reach clients. So I'm very excited about this, and I think that 
this will be a good opportunity for me to engage not only in more interesting and dynamic client representation, but also in outreach, advocacy, education, more scholarship, uh, more things like media appearances and panel appearances and podcast work and involvement in the ABA tax section and CLEs and other kinds of programming that I have found myself increasingly interested in in my time as an attorney. It is really a big deal too because I have been a attorney at Philadelphia Legal Assistance for the entire time that I've been an attorney. So for the last five years, uh, I was at PLA in their low-income taxpayer clinic, and I've really been part of that family for seven years, going back to my summer 2016 internship. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm really uh, very humbled by this, and I'm sad to be leaving Philadelphia Legal Assistance but I know that they are very supportive of me, and uh, I'm especially grateful to my supervising attorney, Laszlo Bay. Laszlo has been just a terrific mentor. He is somebody who I've known since my summer internship in 2016 because he was my supervisor then as well. And he encouraged me, supported me, has been a great boss, has been somebody who I've learned so much from, and I'm so grateful that he supported me in this endeavor and uh, has encouraged me to take this job. And uh, I'm really, really appreciative of that. And I'm really appreciative of so many other people at Philadelphia Legal Assistance who I want to thank as well, including our executive director, Anita Santos-Singh, our managing attorneys, Maureen Olives and Milia Galanska. And also, I want to thank my colleagues, Julia Simon, Michelle, and Arlie Smith Pearson, among others, of course, because they particularly were great mentors who encouraged me to get involved more broadly in the Philadelphia Bar Association, in our labor union, in our staff attorneys union, that is, which I've been president of for the last year, and in other endeavors as well. And speaking of the good work that people like Julia and Arlie do, so they have found creative ways to do advocacy work at Philadelphia Legal Assistance. Uh, and that's notable because at PLA, PLA is funded by the Legal Services Corporation. And even if you get $1 of Legal Services Corporation funding, that is the federal funder of civil legal aid in the United States, you uh, can uh, not do any direct policy advocacy in your job, and you can't do class action lawsuits, you can't represent undocumented people, generally speaking, unless it has to do with domestic violence. And there are certain restrictions on uh, taking attorney's fees generating cases among a whole range of other things because of federal funding restrictions that have been put in place by Congress. Now, I've, I myself have learned from Julia and Arlie and others about ways that we can still engage in some kind of broad-based, uh, impactful work that does not run afoul of LSC restrictions, but that are still allowable and are still things you can do to try and have a larger impact in your job. Uh, that has included testifying in front of Philadelphia City Council, being a part of the Pennsylvania Misclassification Task Force, responding to notices for public comment, and doing some writing as well for procedurally taxing, 
I've written the chapter on misclassification for the ABA tax section effectively representing your client before the IRS manual. But now in this job at Temple, I'll have the opportunity to do even more of these things because we do not have LSE restrictions that we have to deal with at Temple Law. Um, so it'll give me the ability to have some more flexibility there and be able to engage in more systematic impact litigation and impact education and outreach and advocacy as well. So it's a pretty big opportunity. And another thing I should note too is that uh, I have been lucky to work at a place where we are unionized. Uh, that has meant a great deal in terms of strong wages, benefits, and working conditions at Philadelphia Legal Assistance. I'm very grateful that I'll continue to be unionized at Temple Law and, and, and be part of a faculty, law faculty union there. I think it's absolutely important when you're looking for a new job to inquire about that because I think both the employer and employees benefit when you are in a situation where uh, you're unionized. So that's something that I, I uh, am grateful to be able to continue to be in that kind of a space. So, you know, as I think about what I want to do here, I'm envisioning a clinic that is one where we're going to take on a good diversity of cases. I have focused a lot on misclassification in my work at Philadelphia Legal Assistance because I started on a fellowship, the ABA Tax Section Brunswick Fellowship, that was focused on that issue. So I want to continue to take on some good misclassification cases because I think those are areas where law students can learn a lot about how that's an important tax justice issue, and it gives them some real-world, concrete, practical experience in filling out a Form SS-8 and filing a tax return even that lists the income as wages. I also want to rely on resources such as the Tax Policy Center's line-by-line -line analysis of the Form 1040, where they talk about how when you go through that 1040, you can see the racial impact of the tax code and how it relates to racial justice and the different impacts on the uh, on on folks uh, with regard to things like the standard deduction, retirement savings credits, uh, child tax credit, earned income tax credit, uh, mortgage interest deduction, and how each of these things relates back to a broader racial impact that these policies have had. I think that's important for people to see that lens as well and, and, and to understand how a lot of things, a lot of justice issues, a lot of economic issues go back to taxes here, which is going to be a core kind of tenet or groundwork of this case, of this class, excuse me. So that's something that I want to rely on. And I also want to make sure that we uh, have cases, of course, that are just kind of pure collection cases where you have, you know, the ability to go through a 433F or 433A form with a client to go through their income, their expenses, their financial information, their assets. That way we can make sure that people kind of get an understanding, law students that is, of the lives our clients have, the financial difficulties they face, what what that means in terms of their tax burden, how it is that people fall into tax burdens, um, and, and, and so that they can really sh see and, and understand how different IRS programs and procedures work. And of course, I'll want to have some cases that are cases where people are 
of being audited, unfortunately, for earned income credit and child tax credit because that's something where uh, you see a lot of uh, the kind of uh, classic problems that sadly low-income taxpayers face. We know that historically in the last several years, poor people are audited at higher rates than rich people. Perhaps that's something that's going to change with the additional funding for the IRS and the Inflation Reduction Act. But this way we can really demonstrate to law students that this is something that you can see quite clearly is a problem and that it affects poor people greatly and can cause great burdens and stress for them because they rely on those refunds year to year to organize their budgets and their households and to provide for basic needs for themselves and their families. And it can be quite cumbersome and burdensome to huddle through so many administrative barriers to provide all this rigorous documentation when really they are your kids and you shouldn't necessarily have to prove that that is the case. And sadly, a lot of people fall into this trap uh, through no fault of their own. And if they don't find a low-income taxpayer clinic, for example, to assist them, it could be more difficult to try and navigate that because the systems are so complex and the bureaucracy can be so maddening. So that's something I think that's important for us to, to teach students about as well. I'm very excited to get a lot of good feedback and advice and insight, and I'm so grateful to mentors who have provided that advice and insight already to me, including professors Keith Fogg, Les Book, Christine Spidell, Alice Abreu, of course, I mentioned already, Sarah Laura, uh, and so uh, I, I want to continue to talk to these folks to get an understanding of how to best navigate a low-income taxpayer academic clinic and how to best supervise law students because it's not something that I've done in this kind of way before. Of course, I've had some experience supervising law student interns at Philadelphia Legal Assistance, which I have been so grateful for that opportunity but I'm excited to do something in a more kind of systematic way here where I'll be teaching a class. So it's very exciting. It's really something that uh, I am eager to take on. And if you want to contact us, our Temple Tax Law Clinic is at 1719 North Broad Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19122. Uh, you can email taxclinic at temple.edu. Our website is at law.temple.edu slash tax center slash opportunity slash low dash income dash taxpayer dash clinic. And our phone number is 215-204-8948. And fax number is 267-323-4220. I can put some of that information in the show notes as well. And as I think about what this means in terms of the... Uh, the point I'm at in my career, I'm reflecting a lot on what I've learned in the last five years as an attorney representing low-income taxpayers and the kind of broader values I want to instill in law students, which is the same kind of uh, value set and lessons that I've learned from my mentors. I remember that when longtime public benefits lawyer David Hill retired from Philadelphia Legal Assistance, he made a great point in his retirement speech that he made, which is that you have to listen to your clients because not many people have listened to them, including in his experience, for example, when they go to the Social Security office or when they deal with 
some kind of uh, very difficult to navigate system, administrative hurdles that have been set up for them. A lot of people don't listen. And just even listening and respecting, showing empathy, it seems like such a cliche thing, but it really makes a big difference. And by engaging in that kind of intentional listening and respect and empathy and meeting the client where they are, you can go a long way towards helping them feel better, towards helping them solve their problem, towards understanding what the situation is through just kind of being able to put yourself in their shoes and help them solve an issue and and really to see the case all the way through and be able to click edit outcomes on legal server for example which i've been able to do at philadelphia legal assistance and put in you know increase in refund or decrease in liability there's a very satisfying feeling to that and you really are materially improving people's lives because they really center their household budgets often around those tax refunds that they get every year. And we know from research and studies that they use that refund to provide for themselves for food and clothing and shelter for themselves and their families for basic needs that they rely on and need to make a living. So it's also material and fundamental for people and meeting them where they are is so important. And not only is it important to be able to respect them and meet them where they are but it's important that you respect yourself and provide for uh you know space for yourself in terms of a balance between work and home which i have not always been the best at um, but i think that this job will be one where i can achieve such a good balance and part of that by the way is making sure that you when you're doing your work you're doing it thoroughly and reviewing i i remember kind of um, how early on I made mistakes as a lawyer in my first, second year. I'm still making mistakes, of course, but a lot of it can come down to just kind of thoroughly reviewing everything you do, double-checking your work because you might have missed something the first time. It sounds so basic again, but these are some key lessons I've learned. And I've learned, too, kind of generally when working with low-income folks that you've got to really think about, you know, how they've arrived at this point and, and what their uh, upbringing and 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 uh, uh, life has been like and 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 how uh, they have uh, uh, not uh, you know always gotten uh, the same breaks or opportunities or privileges that you've had I mean I myself have, have grown up very uh, privileged in so many ways that have allowed me to in some ways, um, you know, still get second chances, even if I make mistakes. And I've had a lot of resources available to me and people I've been able to rely on. And that isn't the case for everybody. And even if they made a lot of the same mistakes or had the same, you know, level of competence in a job or had the same exact, uh, you, you know, background in some ways, they uh, still uh, are not going to be as financially successful or they might have not gotten that second chance or not gotten a certain break because they didn't have as many privileges and resources as you had. And I think being able to see that fully and clearly and, and kind of doing a double take to kind of realize and understand that is really important. And so those are some of the values that and, and, and some of the 
the important lessons I want to instill in law students, in addition to do, doing actual substantive tax work that I want to teach them about. So I'm really honored and humbled and excited by this opportunity. I again thank everybody who helped me get here, and I'm looking forward to uh, discussing more tax issues with you all as the host of this podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. You can visit our website at taxjusticewarriors.com. Please leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers or people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as legal advice. Consult with your tax professional if you seek specific advice. There are now three things that are certain in life, death, taxes, and your subscription to the Tax Justice Warriors podcast. <laughs>